seated. So you ever heard the term worrywart? How would you define the term worrywart? You cannot use the name of another person in this room in, in the definition. <laughs> you know, somebody that worries, their old wives tell that if you worry too much, you'll, you'll grow warts. I don't, I don't know if that saying is, is true or not. But I do know it's something that I don't want to be. Worry's not attractive, and a wart is definitely a defect, not something I want to be about. But too many times, worry is a big part of our lives. And a, a worry wart is probably somebody that complains about just about everything and does so quite loudly where you know about it. You know, our thought tonight and in our prayer time to follow is that we want to pray more and worry less. And the way to worry less is very simple. We need to pray more. It's what Paul talked about in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. We'll start in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't be anxious about anything. We're called not to worry about things. Worry is when I assume that I have complete control over everything around me, and God never intended for me to think that or to act that way. In fact, when I do, I'm in a sense playing God and thinking I can handle things better than God can. But I have to confess, there's a part of me that thinks this. If I worry about it, I can control it. If I worry about it, I can control it. Can you relate? In fact, there's been times in life where things didn't go the way it should have, and you said, well, if I had worried more about that, maybe it would have gone the way I needed it to. And so we think, if I worry about it, I can tr control it. But think, think about it a little bit more. How is that working for you? I mean, when you think about the past, you, you can't change it. When you think about the future, you can't control it. And when you think about the present, all worry does is run today. So we need to be very careful about this thought that if, if I worry about it, I can control it. Somebody compared worry to... To, to a rocking chair. There's a lot of movement and action, but you, there's no progress. You don't get anywhere. And when we worry about things, that's exactly what we do. We just sit there, and we stew, and we think about it, and we, we complain, and we, we, wor we just worry, and it just upsets us. And Paul is saying that we're not supposed to be anxious about anything. And he gives us the, the thing that we're supposed to do in its place. I mean, that stop-start principle, that's one of the things God always does. He never just tells us to stop doing something without telling us what we should start doing in its place. And so instead of being anxious about anything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, make your request known to God. In every situation, we're supposed to talk to God. God's interested in all things. He's interested in the little things that, that's going on in your life and the big things, all things. So with our prayers and our conversation, our talks to God, and in our petitions, where we talk, a petition is a very specific detail. And so when you talk to God, it's, it's quite all right to talk in detail. In fact, I'd encourage you to do that. There, there's time to ask for the good blessings. God, would you bless me in life and, and all the things that I'm doing? That's a broad scope, isn't it? Or God, would you forgive me of my sins? It's a nice, big, broad scope, and I do want God to forgive me of my sins, and I want Him to bless me in life. But a petition would be, God, would you forgive me of the sin of, and you mention that sin. You mention what you've done. And if you want God to bless you, say, God, would you bless me, and, and mention what it is you're thinking of. 
I mean, if, if something is big enough for you to be anxious and worried about it, it is big enough to talk to God about it. It's big enough to pray about it. And, you know, you've, you've heard this before, but it's a concept of people saying, I don't have time to pray. Listen, when you think about worry versus prayer, who wants you to worry, God or Satan? Satan does. And why does Satan want you to worry? Because when you worry, you will focus on yourself and not on God. Who wants you to pray, God or Satan? Well, God does. Why? Because when you pray, you'll focus on God and not just yourself. Now, I know many of you say you could not pray all night, or you couldn't pray until the wee hours of the morning. And, and it, maybe you can't. But some of you are like me, and you have, you have spent sleepless nights worried about something. I mean, I still do this. I'm not over it. And so it's, it's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and it's still, you're still thinking about it. It's 2 o'clock, and you look at the clock again, and you're still worried. It's 3 o'clock, and the, the concept's still going. And before you know it, you spent all night worrying or, or way into the wee hours of the morning worrying about it. And I'm saying if you're capable of doing that, you're probably capable of praying into the wee hours of the morning. So imagine this. Every time you get anxious about something and you've got your eyes closed and you're thinking about it, you can't go to sleep, you pause and you pray. And say, God, I've been worrying about this. And I've been thinking about myself instead of you. And I want, God, you to enter into this situation. And I want to view you, and I want to think of you instead of just me and my situation, my problems. So, God, how will you help me? Now, first of all, would that please God? Will that make Satan very happy? No, because you're thinking about God instead of yourself. And there's a pretty good chance he's going to quit causing you to be anxious, tempting you to be anxious because he doesn't want you thinking about God and you're going to go to sleep and you'll, you won't have prayed until the wee hours in the morning. <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? If you, can worry, if you have time to worry, you have time to pray. And, and worry pleases Satan and prayer pleases God. Satan doesn't want you to please God, so if what he does causes you to please God, he's going to stop doing it because he doesn't want you to please God. And I know that's very much an oversimplification. But I have to tell you, when I spend those nights, I keep trying to pray about it. And I keep thinking, but whenever I, 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 I stop and I make myself pray, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It's all, it, attitude has a lot to do with it. An attitude of gratitude. You know, um, many of us have the when and, when and then attitude, though. The, the when and then attitude is, when this happens, then I'll be happy. When, when this happens, then I'll be satisfied. You know, so it's, it's when I graduate, then I'll be happy. Or when I get married, then I'll be happy. Or when I have kids, then I'll be happy. And then when I don't have kids in the house, then I'll be happy. And, and then when I, when I get this job, I'll be happy. Or, or when I retire, then I'll be happy. It's the when and then attitude. And it's, it's very prevailing in our culture, and all too often it's prevalent in our lives as well. But instead, we should go to God if we want to take care of those anxious feelings with prayer and petition and with an attitude of thanksgiving in our hearts. I mean, we, we sing that old, old song, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and, and then it'll surprise you what the Lord has done. I know it's an old song, but it's a current, valid thing to do. 
if we stop, just look over our shoulders a little bit and start counting the blessings of God, even in the dark days, it's amazing what God's done for us. And if he has done that for us in the past, why won't he do it for, it, for us now and in our future as well? And if we can have this attitude of, of praying more and worrying less, here's the benefit. Here's what comes into our lives. Verse 7 of Philippians 4. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I, I mean, this peace that we're talking about, if you follow the path of this world, it, it doesn't make sense. I, I'm sorry, without Christ, because it's only found in Christ Jesus. So you have to be in Christ to get this kind of peace, and other people might not get it and understand it. But it's there, waiting for us. And the way we get that is because uh, through God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What that means then is Jesus stands guard over our hearts and over our thoughts and over our minds. I mean, what are you looking at in your life this week or right now from a, a worldly mindset? Maybe it's money or, or grades or promotion or conflict or family issues or health. Whatever it is, how do you, if you respond with a worldly mindset, that means that you're probably going to be a little cranky or you're going to be a little bit uh, sulky or have a pity party or have a temper or have a migraine or go out and eat five times tomorrow, you know, whatever, however you deal with that, from a worldly mindset, you don't always deal with it in a proper way. But if you have a mi heavenly mindset, it changes everything. It brings a peace into your life. And here's where the peace comes from that other people just can't get. It comes from a mindset that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available to help me with my concern. And when I pray, God hears that prayer, and he will help. And Jesus stands guard over my heart and helps me with this so I can worry less and I can pray more. So here's just how you start, very, very quickly. Here's a way to start. Psalm, the psalmist gives us a great example. Psalm 143, verse 1 says, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness come to my relief. Great way to start a prayer. I want to write that down, Psalm 143, verse 1. So you're anxious about something, you're worrying about something, you're, you're having one of those sleepless nights, just open up your Bible and pray this prayer to God. Lord, hear my prayer, my cry for mercy, you know, in your faithfulness and righteousness. I need relief. Would you come to my relief? Beautiful, beautiful way to start that prayer. And I know maybe you don't feel like you're some giant when it comes to praying and I imagine if, if we did an honesty check, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, and, but in all honesty, you raise your hand. I imagine there's not a person here that, thinks that, that doesn't think they need to, pray, need to pray more. I don't spend as much time in conversation with God as I should. So it's a, it's a common feeling. Let me give you one more piece of encouragement. It's found in Romans 12, 12. Beautiful passage, great, wonderful sermon. I actually make three wonderful sermons. But it says this, Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So just look at it very quickly. How are you supposed to approach hope? You approach hope with great joyfulness. Because I have hope, I can be joyful. How, how do you approach affliction? We, we're supposed to approach affliction with great patience. 
And how do you approach prayer? With faithfulness. Now, you can be faithful in prayer. You can pray. You can pray more. Maybe you need to pray a lot more, but you can pray more. And so when you think about, if I want to worry less and I need to pray more, I just need to be faithful to pray. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a worry wart. So does that mean I need to be a prayer wart? I don't think so. Doesn't sound good anyway. I don't want to be a worry wart. I want to be a prayer warrior. And all I have to do to do that is not to be some giant or to work up my physical strength. It has nothing to do with my health. It has everything to do with me being faithful. And we can be faithful in prayer. Won't you be a prayer warrior? And people will notice. They might not get it, but they'll notice. Let's pray more and worry less. So in just a few moments, we're going to break up into our sharing prayer groups. I hope you're going to be a part of one of those. And the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to sit down and we're, or we're going to pray. And I hope you'll find a seat because we're going to spend a little time in prayer. I know the food smells really, really good. So the anticipation is good for us, but we're going to pray first. May we be people of prayer. We're also going to close this time with an invitation. And I want to invite you to put on Christ in baptism. We never close without asking and giving that opportunity. We'd love to take the time to see you born into Christ. If you've been studying and you know what you need to do, I hope you'll do that tonight. And we do want to be prayer warriors. If you need to be restored to, to Christ, we'd love to come alongside and pray for you. If you have something you're worried and anxious about, you've got a bunch of people here who would love to pray with you right now. If you'd like to respond with, it for, with any need, we invite you to come as we stand together and sing.